It's the week of Thanksgiving, so sharpen your pencils. It's time for the Thanksgiving Quiz with Kirby Anderson, today on Probe. This nation was founded by Christians, and Thanksgiving is a time when we can reflect upon this rich Christian heritage. But many of us are often ignorant of our country's origins, so we have put together a Thanksgiving quiz, and we hope that you will be encouraged to study more about the Christian foundations of this country. Question number one, what group began the tradition of Thanksgiving? Well, a day of Thanksgiving was set aside by the Pilgrims who founded Plymouth Colony. This colony was the first permanent settlement in New England, and the Pilgrims were originally known as the Forefathers or Founders. The term Pilgrim was first used in the writings of colonist William Bradford and is now used to designate them. Number two, why did they celebrate Thanksgiving? Well, life was hard in the New World. Out of the 103 pilgrims, 51 of these died in the first terrible winter. After the first harvest was completed, Governor William Bradford proclaimed a day of thanksgiving and prayer. By 1623, a day of fasting and prayer during a period of drought was changed to one of thanksgiving because the rain came during their prayers. The custom prevailed in New England and eventually became a national holiday. Number three, when did Thanksgiving become a national holiday? Well, the state of New York adopted Thanksgiving Day as an annual custom in 1817, and by the time of the Civil War, many other states had done the same. So in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln appointed a day of Thanksgiving, and since then, each president has issued a Thanksgiving Day proclamation for the fourth Thursday of November. Number four, why did the pilgrims leave Europe? Well, among the early pilgrims was a group of separatists who were members of a religious movement that broke from the Church of England during the 16th and 17th centuries. In 1606, William Brewster led a group of separatists to Leiden in the Netherlands to escape religious persecution in England. After living in Leiden for more than 10 years, some members of the group voted to emigrate to America. Their voyage was financed by a group of London investors who were promised produce from America in exchange for their assistance. And number five, how did the pilgrims immigrate to the New World? Well, on September 16, 1620, a group numbering 102 men and women and children left Plymouth, England for America on the Mayflower. Having been blown off course from their intended landing in Virginia by a terrible storm, the pilgrims landed at Cape Cod on November 11th. On December 21st, they landed on the site of Plymouth Colony, and while still on the ship, the pilgrims signed the Mayflower Compact. This has been Probe with your host, Kirby Anderson. Get your free copy of Kirby's Thanksgiving Quiz at probe.org. Again, that's probe.org. And join us next time here on Probe. This nation was founded by Christians, and Thanksgiving is a time when we can reflect upon this rich Christian heritage. But many of us are often ignorant of our country's origins, so we have put together a Thanksgiving quiz to test your knowledge about this nation's biblical foundations. Question number six, what is the Mayflower Compact? Well, on November 11, 1620, Governor William Bradford and the leaders of the Mayflower signed the Mayflower Compact before setting foot on land. They wanted to acknowledge God's sovereignty in their lives and their need to obey Him. Now, the Mayflower Compact was America's first great constitutional document, and it is often called the American Covenant. Number seven, what is the significance of the Mayflower Compact? Well, after suffering years of persecution in England and spending difficult years of exile in the Netherlands, the pilgrims wanted to establish their colony on the biblical principles they suffered for in Europe. 
So before they set foot on land, they drew up this covenant with God. They feared launching their colony until there was recognition of God's sovereignty and their collective need to obey him. Number eight, what does the Mayflower Compact say? In the name of God, amen, we whose names are underwritten, the loyal subjects of our dread sovereign Lord King James, by the grace of God of Great Britain, France, and Ireland King, defender of the faith, having undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith and honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia, do by these presents solemnly and mutually in the presence of God and one another covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic for better ordering and preservation and the furtherance of the ends foresaid, and by virtue hereof to enact constitutional and frame such just and equal laws, ordinances, acts, constitutions, and offices from time to time as shall be thought most meet and convenient for the general good of the colony, under which we promise all due submission and obedience, in witness whereof we have hereunder subscribed our names at Cape Cod on the 11th of November in the year of the reign of our sovereign Lord King James of England, France, and Ireland. So this Thanksgiving, we hope you and your family will take the time to study the spiritual history of this country. This nation was founded by Christians, and Thanksgiving is a time when we can reflect upon this rich Christian heritage. But many of us are often ignorant of our country's origins, so we have put together a Thanksgiving quiz to test your knowledge about this nation's biblical foundations. Question number nine, why didn't the pilgrims sail to the original destination in Virginia? Well, the pilgrims were blown off course and landed at Cape Cod in what now appears to be God's providence. Because their patent did not include this territory, they consulted with the captain of the Mayflower and resolved to sail southward. But the weather and geography did not allow them to do so. They encountered dangerous shoals and roaring breakers and were quickly forced to return to Cape Cod. From there, they began scouting expeditions and finally discovered what is now Plymouth. Had they arrived just a few years earlier, they would have been attacked and destroyed by one of the fiercest tribes in the region. However, three years earlier, in 1617, the Patuxet tribe had been wiped out by a plague. The pilgrims thus landed in one of the few places where they could survive. Question 10. What role did the lone surviving Indian play in the lives of the pilgrims? There was one survivor of the Patuxet tribe, Squanto. He was kidnapped in 1605 by Captain Weymouth and taken to England where he learned English and was eventually able to return to New England. When he found that his tribe had been wiped out by the plague, he lived with a neighboring tribe. When Squanto learned that the pilgrims were at Plymouth, he came to them and showed them how to plant corn and fertilize with fish. He later converted to Christianity, and William Bradford said that Squanto was a special instrument sent of God for their good beyond their expectation. What was William Bradford's proclamation for Thanksgiving? Well, three years after their arrival and two years after the first Thanksgiving, Governor Bradford made an official proclamation of a day of Thanksgiving. He said, Inasmuch as the Great Father has given us this year an abundant harvest, and inasmuch as he has protected us from the ravages of the savages, now I, your magistrate, do proclaim that all pilgrims with your wives and little ones do gather at the meeting house on the hill between the hours of 9 and 12 in the daytime on Thursday, November 29th. 
the year of our Lord, 1623, to listen to the pastor and render thanksgiving to Almighty God for all his blessings. This nation was founded by Christians, and Thanksgiving is a time when we can reflect upon this rich Christian heritage. But many of us are often ignorant of our country's foundation, so we have put together a Thanksgiving quiz to test your knowledge about this nation's biblical foundations. Question 12. Were the colonists dedicated to Christian principles in their lives on days other than Thanksgiving? Well, the pilgrims were, and so were other colonists. Consider this sermon by John Winthrop, given while aboard the Arabella in 1630. This is what he said about the Puritans who formed the Massachusetts Bay Colony. He said, For the persons, we are a company professing ourselves fellow members of Christ. For the work we have in hand, it is by a mutual consent through a special overruling providence, and a more than an ordinary approbation of the churches of Christ to seek out a place of cohabitation and consortship under a due form of government, both civil and ecclesiastical. They established a Christian commonwealth in which every area of their lives, both civil and ecclesiastical, fell under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Question 13. How did the Puritans organize their economic activities? After the first year, the colony foundered because of the collective economic system forced upon them by the merchants in London. All the settlers worked only for the joint partnership and were fed out of the common stores. The land and the houses built on it were the joint property of the merchants and the colonists for seven years and then divided equally. When Deacon Carver died, William Bradford became governor. Seeing the failure of communal farming, he instituted what today would be called free enterprise innovations. Bradford assigned plots of land to each family to work, and the colony began to flourish. Each colonist was challenged to better themselves and their land by working to their fullest capacity. Many Christian historians and economists today point to this fundamental economic change as one of the key reasons for the success of the pilgrims at Plymouth. Question 14. What has been the significance of the pilgrims and their legacy of thanksgiving? Well, on the bicentennial celebration of the landing of the pilgrims at Plymouth Rock, Daniel Webster on December 22, 1820, declared the following. Let us not forget the religious character of our origin. Our fathers were brought hither by their high veneration for the Christian religion. They journeyed by its light and labored in its hope. They sought to incorporate its principles with the elements of their society and to diffuse its influence through all institutions, civil, political, or literary. This nation was founded by Christians, and Thanksgiving is a time when we can reflect upon the rich Christian heritage. But many of us are often ignorant of our country's origin, so we have put together a Thanksgiving quiz to test your knowledge about this nation's biblical foundations. Question 15. How were Christian principles brought to the founding of this republic? Now, most historians will acknowledge that America was born in the midst of a revival. This occurred from approximately 1740 to 1770 and was known as the First Great Awakening. Two prominent preachers during that time were Jonathan Edwards, best known for his sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, and George Whitfield. They preached up and down the East Coast and saw revival break out. Churches were planted, schools were built, and lives were changed. Question 16. How influential were Christian ideas in the Constitution? While the Constitution does not specifically mention God or the Bible, the influence of Christianity can plainly be seen. Professor M. E. Bradford shows in his book A Worthy Company that 50 of the 55 men who signed the Constitution were church members who endorsed the Christian faith. 
Question 17. Weren't many of the founders non-Christians? Yes, some were. Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin are good examples of men involved in the drafting of the Declaration of Independence who were influenced by ideas from the Enlightenment. Yet revisionists have attempted to make these men more secular than they really were. Jefferson, for example, wrote to Benjamin Rush that, I am a Christian, sincerely attached to his doctrines in preference to all others. Franklin called for prayer at the Constitutional Convention, saying, God governs the affairs of men, and if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his notice? While they were hardly examples of biblical Christianity, they nevertheless believed in God and believed in absolute standards which should be a part of the civil order. Question 18. If Christianity was so important in colonial America, why does the Constitution establish a wall of separation between church and state? Well, contrary to what many Americans may think, the phrase separation of church and state does not appear anywhere in the Constitution. In fact, there is no mention of the words church, state, or separation in the First Amendment or anywhere within the Constitution. The phrase is found in a letter Thomas Jefferson wrote to Baptist pastors in Danbury, Connecticut in 1802. At best, this was a commentary on the First Amendment from a man who was in France when the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were drafted. Well, we hope you enjoyed our quiz and recommend you visit the Probe website for more information.